this is where you're meant to be. Like, I know it. I've never. My best self is better than every single person who's going to walk on that platform that night. Gosh, man, that was, was a moment that changed my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. The journey to a better you starts right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thank you for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Angelo Kelly. I'm excited to have you here for the final episode of 2021. It has been a wild 12 months. I know December has kind of been a wash with the podcast, and I do apologize for that. I'll talk about that in some of the lessons that I've learned this year because my mindset on those things have completely shifted around. I think if I were to go back to uh, January or February of 2020, there's no possible way I saw the next year and a half of our lives looking the way they have. But I think if you're able to kind of sit back objectively and look at it as an opportunity to learn, as an opportunity to grow, I know you'll experience times of frustration, of anger, rage, whatever that may be, but if you're able to just look at the the course of time and how we've been able to evolve as a society and as people over the last 18 months, I think there's been a, a lot of negatives, obviously, but there's also been a lot of really good things that have gone on in my life, and I hope that you can look back on yours as I'm reflecting on my journey and realize that there have been a lot of good things to come out of this year. So... I just want to kind of dive into some lessons that I've learned, the way my mindset has shifted, and as I'm reflecting just on December, it's been a pretty rough month. I've been sick most of the month, and then didn't get any podcasts out, just got one in December, and November, I started to fall off a little bit. That's entirely my fault, and I do apologize for that, but I've been taking care of myself. I've been taking a step back when I need to take a step back. And that's something that I've never had before. Something, inability that I've never had. I've just always thought that it was keep pushing. One of my favorite quotes from Corey Gregory is that I don't do anything special each day. I just never fucking miss. And that was my life philosophy that I'm never going to miss. And what I thought never missing was, excuse me, was never changing my mind. I thought it was setting a goal and doing every single thing I can possibly do to reach that. And even if it's not good anymore, even if it's not serving me, I still never wanted to miss. And that's where I think I've shifted this year is letting myself miss when I need to miss but the important part is how fast can you get back to it? And I was th- even thinking about just people who do a general fitness plan or start nutrition coaching or whatever it may be. If you want to make a change, inevitably you're going to fall off at some point. You're never going to go to the gym five times a week and be consistent forever. There's gonna Life's going to happen. You're going to have periods where a loved one dies or you go through a breakup or hardship at work, whatever it may be, you're going to go through times where you're just not on the path. You're just not super dialed in with your routines, with healthy habits. 
that's fine. That is 100% fine. But if you are able to be objective with yourself to get back on that path as fast as you can, I think that's the best way to get back on the path is just look at yourself in the mirror, be honest. Maybe you're going through a tough time. I know a lot of people have been going through a tough time. But what can you do? What's the one or two things that you can do today to get back to that? And not kill yourself in the process, not do anything that if you don't have the energy to do stuff, then take some time for yourself. That's completely fine. And that's how I feel that December has been. It's been a little bit too much time for myself, honestly, after just ready to get back to it, ready to get back in the gym and find a consistent routine. Another thing that I was thinking about this year I've always been the person since, probably since I was five or six years old, I wanted to be great at something. I've always wanted to be the best. Everything that I possibly have done in my entire life, I wanted to be the best at. So I played baseball. I think I was probably, I played t-ball when I was four or five and then started coach pitch. My first year of baseball, I actually had a broken arm. And I couldn't hit anything, but I could catch the ball. And I was one of the only people on the team who could catch. So I played first base, but I had this giant cast. I think it's probably seven years old. But from that time, I always remember wanting to be a professional baseball player. I always wanted to be the pinnacle of whatever it is that I was doing. So I got to college. I'm five foot six. That frame does not fill out well you do not see a lot of people in the major leagues who are five foot six and I mean I still always had this dream of playing professional baseball and I think I hung on hung on as long as I possibly could I worked really hard did I do everything I possibly could have done I don't know but I can look back on my baseball career and say that I did maximize my talents I was never the most talented guy on the team. I was never the guy who was going to hit home runs or steal 50 bases in a season. I was never that guy. But what I was was super consistent. I got on base. I helped my team win. I would like to think so. <laughs> we did. We also didn't win that much in college, which kind of sucked because we always had a ton of talent. But I always wanted to be the best. And then as soon as I stopped playing college baseball, I got into CrossFit. I wanted to be the best at CrossFit. I wanted to go to regionals. I wanted to go to the CrossFit Games. And this is literally within probably two or three months of walking into a gym. I thought, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to go to the CrossFit Games. I want to go to regionals. All these things. I didn't. I had no idea what the sport was about. I had no idea how beneficial CrossFit would be without taking it super competitively but I did that for two years and then I jumped on to weightlifting because I realized that I had a better chance of being great at weightlifting than I did at CrossFit so it's like this pattern with everything that I do it's wanting to be the absolute best at <laughs> and when I find out that I can't be the absolute best at it I move on to the next thing and that's just not a healthy mindset if you want to set your life up for balance, a lot of the things that I've learned with interviewing some of these top athletes on the podcast, and as I was watching weightlifters at the Pan American Games, 
I don't want to be that. I don't want to be the best athlete. And it's taken a long time to admit that because I've always had this mindset of greatness. Be great. Be great all the time. And I was never great at anything, but I always thought I could get to that point. And then as I'm watching these guys lift at Pan Ams, I'm like, holy shit. The amount of work that these people do for six lifts on the platform, that's something I'm not willing to do. That's a sacrifice that I'm not willing to make. And that's probably the biggest mindset shift that I've had this year is being okay with not being great. And, I mean, look at us. Not a lot of people are great. If you look at the NFL, how many guys are in the NFL? 700, 800, maybe 1,000, I don't know. 1,500, 2,000 max. So say 2,000 guys max on the planet. There's 7 billion people. How many people play college football? How many people play high school football? If your goal is to only make it to the NFL and you don't make it, you look at yourself as a failure. That's kind of how I've looked at my baseball career. That's kind of how I looked at CrossFit. That's kind of how I looked at weightlifting. But it's not a failure. The work that you've put in has changed you as a person. It's definitely changed me as a person. I've learned how to be consistent. I think that's something that I might have always had. But I've learned how to put in a little bit of work daily to take me pretty far. And all these things that I've gotten to do, do in weightlifting competitions around the United States, for baseball, I got to travel all up and down the East Coast to play baseball, and just super grateful for those opportunities, but not looking at it as a failure because I was never great. And being okay with never being great, I think that's a, that's a shift that I'm getting used to. I still do want to be great at the podcast, but I've learned that greatness doesn't look like having a shit ton of followers or it doesn't look like being the absolute best at something. Being great is if you're able to look into the mirror and say, "I'm yeah, I'm doing everything that I could be doing right now. I think that's greatness to me. That's what I'm looking at as greatness right now. So as I'm, as I'm kind of going through the shift of whether or not I want to continue weightlifting, what my health and wellness journey looks like, whether I continue doing jujitsu a lot more, which uh, is a conversation that I'll probably have in a couple of months from now, but all these things, just looking at it, not from the mindset of wanting to do it to be great, but just wanting to improve constantly. Anything that I'm doing it's gone from wanting to be the best at it to just wanting to improve and not put any parameters on that. So I think for you guys as you're listening, I want you to think about something that you do, maybe a goal or expectation that you have, and not getting rid of the goal, but looking at what improvement looks like and what improvement looks like to you. I think we all start in a different spot and one thing, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this kind of stuff, but um, Dana has a nutrition client who just signed on and he's just getting into health and fitness and changing his habits and he's been super dialed in and really wanted to lose a bunch of weight. 
So if he looked at it as if I'm going to have a six-pack and nothing short of that is going to be acceptable, you're not going to view that as a success. But if you can view losing 10 pounds as greatness or, you know, important, taking that stepping stone, I think that's a good, healthy mindset to have. So, you know, we talk about mindset on the podcast a lot and just getting to that, that positive mindset and understanding that it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to be different. It's okay to not have the same goals as you used to. And coming to grips with that, I think, is hard for me. And I'll continue to talk about it and how I'm navigating this time. And we'll see where I'm at in a couple months from now. All right. What else do we have? I have some books that I read. I feel like as a podcast host, I almost have this responsibility to share with all of you, what I'm reading, what I'm learning, how my life has changed. I know there's not a ton of people listening to the podcast, but the relationships that I have created, I feel like I have a responsibility. It might be a made-up responsibility, but I feel like I have that responsibility to share with the listener what I'm up to and how this this whole game that I'm playing of life has, has changed and I've read some awesome books in 2021. I just want to highlight a couple. Um, in Order to Live by Yoen Mi Park. She was also on Joe Rogan. Super fascinating book. She was from North Korea and ended up escaping to China. And then she went to South Korea. And then she is, I don't know if she lives in the United States, but she escaped and she talked about just the shit that's going on over there, the this, this starvation, the um, lack of news. I think they had one TV channel, and that was it. Most people didn't have electric in her town. It was absolutely insane to read and makes you think about our life in America a little bit differently. So that was a, that was a really good one. Another one I read was Madness of Crowds by Douglas Murray. And this one was probably the most impactful book I've read in 2021. Dude, this has been the most divisive that I've ever seen our country. It's the most divisive that I've ever seen people. And maybe it was because I was never paying attention to people, but there's just a dynamic to society that's... I've had so much such a hard time wrapping my head around what's going on that I feel like the more I look into the news, the more I look into to what's being reported on, the less confidence I have, the more anger that I have. But this book kind of gives a, shines a light on what actually is going on. And he has a couple topics in there. I think racism, uh, gender, sexuality, there's just a bunch of different topics, but he just talks about how crowds make us different. So when people are in a crowd and you have a bunch of people who are clinging to this ideology that you do some crazy shit. And that's what I think we've done in society. I think uh, this push, this has been like the year of anti. You have to be anti-everything or you know, the opposite of anti. So there's only, you know, two sides, and that's how obviously the political side is left and right. But you have anti or 
not anti and you want to be on the right side the crowd always wants to be on the right side and i think a lot of times like we don't even realize that we're fighting racism with racism and then we're trying so hard for equality that we're actually causing unfairness and that's been the stuff that's you know blew my mind and another book that i read that was really good was um the hunter gatherer's guide to the 21st century and this is just what i want to highlight so brett weinstein was a professor at evergreen college and what they had was they had a day where minorities wouldn't come to campus so college campus all the minorities wouldn't come to school that day and it was an opportunity for people to realize how much value that their minority classmates bring to campus and bring to classes. So it was a super good idea to really highlight that, to say, wow, you know, half the class, um, minorities, they might not think the same as us, but they really bring a lot of, they, they bring a lot of value that, you know, changing our mind and, and giving us a different perspective so that's what they had at Evergreen College. And then Brett Weinstein is a white professor of evolutionary biology. And then I think it was 2017. So in 2017, they said, okay, instead of minorities not coming to campus, white people need to stay away. So they said all white people can't come to class that day. Brett Weinstein is a evolutionary biologist. And he said, no, that's racism that's racism against white people. So he went to class and what ensued was absolute madness. And there's a bunch of videos. Uh, look up Brett Weinstein Evergreen and you'll find a ton of YouTube videos on this. And just the way they were treating him because he came to campus, they're fighting racism with racism against white people. And that's weird. I mean, I, I do want to be careful with my words because I don't want to come across as I have all the answers or I'm this guru or whatever. But really taking a look at what we, what our beliefs are, being challenged, learning, growing, all those things. And so the that Madness of Crowds book, I think, really shines a light on what's going on and, you know, gives you tools and strategies to not fight racism with racism and not create unfairness in the name of equality. So I think that's a that was a good one. Another one was The Obstacles Away by Ryan Holiday. That's a super short read, but I recommend if you're having any struggles in life, which you know we all are, give that one a read. It's basically just a stoic philosophy and just people throughout history who have gone through a bunch of obstacles and realized that the obstacles were actually the thing that were a big blessing and a thing, an opportunity to learn from, to grow from. I feel like I always say that to learn and grow, but man, that's what, that's what life is about learning and growing. I think, uh, my biggest fear is if I was on the podcast five years from now and I had the exact same opinions as I did from right now. It's, you know, just always looking at books, looking at podcasts, looking at people who I respect, people who um, sometimes have a different opinion than me, but to reshape the way that we're thinking is super important. I did see that I listened to 
eight days of the Joe Rogan experience, which I'm not sure how I feel about that, but we're at such a weird time. I think, honestly, comedians have the best take on what's going on over 2020 and 2021. I think, honestly, they are the most reliable source of news that we have right now. Joe Rogan, super objective. He has another person who fact-checks him on the podcast and says, hey, you're wrong on this. He'll fact-check the guest, which I think is actual fact-checking, not what Facebook pays to do and how they get on USA Today and all these PolitiFact, all this shit. Not going to get into that, but eight days of Joe Rogan. I feel like I learned a ton from that. Kyle Kingsbury podcast, that's a really good one. If you want to shine the light on what's been going on, I won't say much more. Kyle Kingsbury is somebody who I look up to a lot. He's just a real dude. He fought in the UFC, played college football, but he's not afraid to take a deep dive on things, whether that's health, whether that's uh, current events, politics, Whatever it is, he really dives deep and he gets people on his podcast who have done a ton of research. So check that one out. Uh, last podcast I want to bring up is Hungry Dog. Uh, shout out to Taylor. But I was just going through his podcast and all the people that he's had on in 2021. Um, some of my favorites were Leo Totten, an Olympic weightlifting coach. Also Brittany Rucker, who was on my show as well. I will give credit to Taylor because he had her on first and really enjoyed that one. Carl Eagleman of Whiteboard Daily. He has an awesome Instagram account, but it was cool to, when people have Instagram, especially his is all stick figure drawing, so you don't really know what he looks like or who he is. So to take a listen to that episode and get to know what's behind the Instagram account, I thought was super eye-opening. And yeah, I'm just really proud of Taylor. I think it's been cool as we've been on this journey together, side by side, each doing our podcasts and each staying consistent. It's been it's been really cool. So let's just dive into the top five of 2021. I've been teasing this on my Instagram. We are down to number one, but we had... Emily Wagner, the nutrition coach, was the fifth-rated episode of the year. That one was really good for me. I feel like I learned a ton about nutrition and mindful eating, all these different things. And I actually hired her as my nutrition coach after the show. So I've been working with her for the last six, six or seven months and have learned a ton about nutrition. She's been super flexible as my goals have been shifting. And I feel like I'm going back and forth every week or month. But she's been a really big asset to have. Number four was Steve Bart, Ready for Life. That was probably my personal favorite of the year. I feel like that conversation was just really cool to have with Steve. He's doing such amazing things in the state of Delaware, especially in the National Guard, changing the way people view fitness and not just National Guard, but just changing the average view of why you need to be fit why you need to be ready for life at all times what that looks like for him how it might look different for the everyday people 
I know he works out twice a day. He wakes up at like four in the morning. He's crazy dude. I'm not doing that, but I'll try to stay ready for life in the areas that I can. Number three, Natalie Newhart. Um, she was on the show episode seven as well, one of my first guests, and she opened up a lot on episode seven about her journey to the CrossFit Games, um, her journey back to the Games where she got popped for steroids and basically became the scapegoat for CrossFit and a center for online hate and just people who didn't understand why she made the choices that she did. So on this one, uh, the second time around, she talked about um, not recognizing your past self, like not understanding why you did things. She d doesn't recognize the person who was all in on the CrossFit Games, who would literally do anything to get back there. She's at a different point. She actually got kicked out of her own CrossFit gym because they said she wasn't working hard enough and they didn't like the way, the approach that she was taking to fitness. So that one, super eye-opening. Then final two uh, episode with Lily Salisbury of Catalyst Athletics, a weightlifter, and then finally Madison Pinnell. So they are both Olympic weightlifters. I had an awesome time talking to both of them. Lily is somebody who, if you look on Instagram, the way she fights for clean and jerks and snatches, I don't think I've seen anybody else who looks like they're not going to be able to stand up a lift and does it on a consistent basis. So Lily and I talked about that on how she's developed that grit and her attitude and training. So I love that one. And then Madison Pinnell has kind of burst on the scene in weightlifting this year. Um, she made the Pan Am Games, so she was one of the athletes that I was watching where I said, wow, I do not want to be an elite weightlifter, but she's had a great journey throughout the sport. Uh, be on the lookout for her. I wouldn't be surprised if she's at you know, world championships, highest levels of weightlifting. I'm not sure what that's going to look like in the next couple of years, but uh, super good episode, so I just loved getting the opportunity to talk to all those people, just scrolling back and, and looking at the episodes of 2021, just looking at this year. I can't thank you guys enough for supporting me this last year. The podcast has grown a bunch. The Instagram's gro grown a bunch. So keep getting the word out. Keep, uh, keep supporting. Uh, anytime I get a message, like I, I can't stress this enough when people send me a message and just say, hey, I like the podcast, listen to that one, really enjoyed it, or have a question, um, just means a lot, keeps me going, I, I can't imagine what I would be doing if I wasn't doing this every Sunday, so I enjoy hearing from each and every one of you, thank you if you've made it this far in the episode, and I will talk to you guys in 2022, take care.